0: The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser.
1: Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post for this, the 21st of January of the year 2020. Happy death anniversary today to Vladimir Lenin, who died in 1924, Russian revolutionary politician and three-times winner of Russian reality television sensation, so you think you can da-da-dance. You can't. You dance when we tell you to dance. <laughs> also, happy death anniversary to King Louis XVI of France, who was guillotined to death on this day in 1793 in the aftermath of the French Revolution.
0: It's quite hard to be guillotined not to death, isn't it? Pretty good stats as a means of execution, I imagine, The guillotine.
1: Everyone likes a little gentle guillotining of a Sunday afternoon <laughs> celebrations. Well, to I mean, I guess
0: it's a fine line, isn't there, between a guillotine and a very rapid haircut?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a reflex test. Tap your knee with a hammer. Touch your neck with a guillotine. Celebrations to celebrate today include Hugging Day, Granola Bar Day, International Sweatpants Day, and Playdate Day, <laughs> and Squirrel Appreciation Day, which sounds like the best day off I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> it's be, well, squirrels and granola bars—is that not a Match made in heaven.
1: I mean, it is. Yeah, it is absolutely a match made in heaven. Did you know squirrels lose about seventy percent of their nuts? Really? That they bury, and that's how trees grow. Right. You've just got bad memories, squirrels. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Very forgetful.
0: Just like humans with money. <laughs>
1: Andy Zeltzman, you have returned to England in glory from your brief stint in Madagascar, yeah. and settling back in, including rebuilding the home that you burned to ashes in a fit of peak.
0: Yeah, what's well, it, well, it like? Well, it wasn't peak; it was it was protest. It was my you know one one man almost an installation art piece uh, highlighting the the iniquities of the of the property market. That yeah, you know, while it was okay for me as a you know high earning a-lister to burn my house down because i can just buy another one it just highlighted the fact that not everyone has that option so it was uh, you say a fit of peak it was uh, i think rather waspish satire
1: <laughs> coming up today we will be talking about the most royal of subjects as we hit up new royal family news but first some headlines from non-uk royal families In the news, Japan's Empress Masako has spoken out about the pressures of life as the wife of the Emperor after her husband ascended the Chrysanthemum throne in May of 2019. Despite having disappointingly born only one female child rather than the male heir which history should rightfully have put into and then taken out of her royal womb, the 56-year-old Empress has sass and style to spare. Whether she's rolling around in Queen Liz-style skirt suits or garbed in traditional Japanese clothing, she is repping the trad Nippon regime into the new decade. Prince Hans Adam II of Liechtenstein has met with ambassador of Bosnia, Herzegovina, to Liechtenstein with seat in Bern, Borobronza. There are no jokes I can make that will make that sentence funnier. Activist, conservative mothers group and pester power pioneers, one million mums have taken aim at fast food royalty, taking a bite out of Burger King for using what it calls the D word in a commercial promoting the non-meat impossible whopper. In the ad, a group of people taste test the plant-based patty and one man says, damn, that's good the group of mumtivists object both to his talking with his mouth full and for using the D word, which, I honestly, I guess standards in nations for what people consider swear words vary, but I was certainly expecting when they said the D word something like dick sauce or dick cheese or dick burger or, at the very least, douche waffle (laughs) or dingle
0: (laughs) Lovely village, that, by the way.
1: In, yeah, in Switzerland. Uh, when asked to elaborate on their ridiculous objection, the momentously ill-thought-through argument was put forward in a press release, saying, quote, Burger King's impossible Whopper ad is irresponsible and tasteless. It's extremely destructive and damaging to our impressionable children viewing the commercial. We all know children repeat what they hear. And I do apologise on behalf of the last Post and Bugle Productions to all million-plus children growing up in the homes of 1000000 mums membership who might happen to be exposed to their parents' prudish anti-gay bigotry. I'm sure they hear completely dick- jangled ideas to 24-7 and I hope that they have a sufficiently loose college career to make that uptight closed-minded upbringing incredibly satisfying to desecrate when they first become sexually active (laughs) it is time for your classified ads remember you can submit an ad by email slim sounds audio weight loss shakes the audio world is a cutthroat image game want a sound thinner I use Slim Sounds, guaranteed to make you sound like you have a six-pack in minimum 13 weeks of continuous use. Go to slimmingsounds.org.ed for details. May cause chronic loose stools and is unlikely to change how you fundamentally feel about your underlying worthiness as a human being. plushcare.com slash weight loss and that is your ads for today the Last Post! Our top story today is Royal Family News. Ever since Harry and Meghan's fairy tale wedding, where he fought Baba Yaga to a standstill on the roof of her hut, which stands on chicken legs by the side of the forest, and then rode the firebird into the underworld to steal Meghan from her toxic father, the British public has been entranced by and racist towards this uninbred royal pair. Now the Markle Windsors have announced that they'll be stepping back from their royal responsibilities and launching a new, competing royal family. Andy, you are our royalty expert. What do you think about this situation?
0: Well, it's, uh, it's really, um, if you don't mind me uh, coining it, uh, a term, uh, remarkable. Um, and <laughs> I, also, what well, of bringing this up on the anniversary of the execution of King Louis the Sixteenth? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I've enjoyed it to be honest. I think, yeah, you know, we've seen this country split apart by you know political issues, by, by Brexit, by Social inequality, financial inequality. I'd much rather the country was split by good old fashioned royal schism. I mean, it's much more in tune with our national values, our, our national history. If you, you you think back to to the Wars of the Roses and you know various other conflicts before that, about you know th- that's really what we like to slaughter ourselves over is royal succession, royal family issues. So uh, in many ways, it's it's been pleasingly nostalgic um, compared with the other. Arguments we've had as a nation in, in in recent years. That said, I mean there must be looking at the, these arguments amongst the, the the current royals. There must be medieval royals spinning in their graves or spinning under their car parks, thinking, "Call that a." F- Family argument <laughs> you guys don't even know you're born
1: well i mean there's some suggestions now that this really is echoing the war of the roses as harry is both feckless and simple-minded subject to spells of madness and dominated by his ambitious queen and that their presence in the royal uh, claimant to the throne line has allowed the english position in france to deteriorate right so this is very much like the beginning of the war of the roses all over again
0: yeah more, more so In many ways.
1: More so in many ways. And I hear that uh, there are rumours that Harry is gathering forces to make a run on Buckingham Palace. Do you have any strategy tips for the new pretenders to the royal throne?
0: Well, I guess it's a mixture of trying to be traditional and trying to be modern, which is what (laughs) we want, that impossible combination of a pointless relic of history and a a pointless bit of modernity as well. (laughs) Um, I think we need to try and get some magic back into the monarchy because... I mean, we've tried royals being more normal, and I don't think we we like that. I think we need to get old school about it. I think we need more, you know, lunatic pronouncements and... Yeah, uh, more,
1: more serving up of massive feasts with a cow huge, that's full of peacocks kind of thing.
0: Huge feast. It's got to be way more ostentatious, but on a much tighter budget. <laughs> I don't know if that's achievable, but what is these days?
1: I mean, take it back to a medieval standard, and it's yeah. probably doable.
0: Yeah, I mean, you want, you want really, if, it, if we're going to have a monarchy, you want them riding through London on a gold-encrusted horse, <laughs> waving <laughs> the severed head of an opponent on a big pike.
1: Well, I, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know if that ever
0: happened before, but it feels like it should have done.
1: It, it certainly should have done, and I'm hoping, I think we I think we are all hoping that Harry and Meghan will bring that kind of spectacle back to the British public.
0: Yes. You know, the royal family has has struggled... With the, with the modern world, I mean, ever since was it 1994 that Prince Edward was replaced by a series of uh, dubious overseas billionaire tycoons <laughs> on a rolling one year at a time <laughs> basis, we gained a lot of money from it as a country, but I think we lost some credibility from from selling off that you know, a place in, in the royal family.
1: Well, there are some comparisons being made between Meghan and Wallace Simpson, who uh, caused her husband to abdicate his yes. his claim to the throne. Um, well,
0: the, the actual throne. He was actually sitting on it at the time. Yes. He you know, it was, he, was, he pulled the ejector cord.
1: He renounced his kingship. He de kinged yes. himself. Yes. He unthroned him, his own bottom. Yeah. But, uh, of course, there are some objections, of course, to those comparisons between Wallace Simpson and Meghan Markle, given that Meghan Markle is not a Nazi...
0: Right. Yes. I mean, uh, I guess that is one of the one of the key differences.
1: I mean, yes, divorced. Yes, American. Importantly, not a Nazi. Right. What do you say, Andy, to the accusations that the coverage of Meghan in the British press has been a blatantly racist? You are the only British person on this podcast right now. Yes. So, I well, feel... it's
0: quite hard for me to say because I never ever read anything about the royal family in the press. So, <laughs> I don't you just
1: know. Wait for the who plates to come out.
0: Basically, yeah. I don't. I don't know whether. <laughs> Whether it's been blatantly racist or probably more likely subtly insidiously racist, which is worse in many ways, less honest. So I've no idea really because I watch sport instead of the royal family. I think you basically at some point in your adult life, you've got to make a choice between the two. I made that choice <laughs> at, well, I say adult life, I made that choice at the age of six it was you know 1980 summer of 1981 it was that wonderful ashes series or it was Prince Charles marrying Lady Diana Spencer Um, you know the ashes clearly clearly won although you know by the 1990s both of those institutions <laughs> had actually gone down the toilet <laughs>
1: There's just time for one more quick story today. After Greggs in the UK launched a vegan sausage roll to widespread acclaim and Piers Morgan's condemnation that it was insufficiently British, insufficiently meaty and insufficiently masculine, Morrison's has launched a more masculine, competing foot-long vegan sausage roll for the vegan who's definitely not doing it for health reasons. Also, KFC has launched a hardcore heavy metal raw vegan raw steak, which is just a carrot with the word death carved onto it. The meat substitute wars have hotted up with a number of supermarkets aggressively muscling forward to admit that not only are their vegan sausages now freely available in non-posh suburbs, but also all their sausages never had meat in them to begin with and are fully plant substitute, if by plant substitute you mean sawdust. And now it's time for your letters to the editor. Hello to you, Alice, and every one of you last posters and buglers. I don't know what the, he's talking about there with the bugle. While I don't feel entitled to speak on behalf of all of the LGBT scene in Arkansas, I nevertheless could not resist an excuse to write, being that I live in Arkansas and am half gay myself, which half all depends on which night you catch me.
0: Is that coming down from the mother's side or the father's side? Is that how it works?
1: <laughs> the stereotypes most people hold of Arkansas as a backwater infested with meth heads and Bible thumpers with pinworms are accurate to some extent. It is also true though that there is an LGBT scene huddled around the oasis that is northwest Arkansas. I try to not speak disparagingly of our backwater brethren that most people are victims of the oppressive class structure that keeps people poor and disbelieving in evolution but I did feel it necessary to put my hand up and say that there are gay people in Arkansas and you're welcome to come by any time. Andy, I mean, I have to be honest here, I did do a call-out for LGBTQ people in Arkansas and then I yep. promptly forgot about it. Right. And so then when I got about 15 letters from people from Arkansas telling me they were gay for what I thought was no reason, right. I was immensely startled.
0: <laughs> well, it's just so you've got to take responsibility I, for your own call-outs to um, I mean, the LGBT pleased. community in the American states.
1: Pleased but startled. Yeah. I couldn't remember when I had said it or what I had said. Right. Uh, I blame the plague I had earlier this year. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. You can listen again tomorrow if you have not tuned in before. Please listen back to the previous editions for context. Our guest today was Andrew Zoltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug?
0: Well, um, launching, um, co-launching, I'm really just at the face of it, uh, a new at-home meal service uh, called Cook It Yourself. Um, where (laughs) for just £8.99 a week or a dollar equivalent if you live uh, somewhere that doesn't use God's true currency, the British pound, um, you uh, just get a little package through the door saying, look in the fridge, there's probably something you can cook there. (laughs) Just chuck it in a pan with some oil and spices. What can go wrong? P.S. What's wrong with beans on toast? So it's, it's really helping people to... You know, learn some cooking skills they might not not otherwise learn, but also not waste the food that they've already got. Yeah, um,
1: and taking responsibility for themselves. Yes. Uh, but in a highly guided way. Yeah, that's important.
0: Which is really what the modern world's all about. So,
1: yeah, I'm I'm planning to launch a new app, which is a similar thing, which is just a reminder system for people to pull their f-ing socks up and take responsibility for their right. own mistakes.
0: Right. That's a, bit, that's a bit 1930s, that isn't
1: it? It's a little 1930s, yeah. but it's retro, Andy. Yeah. Retro is in. Yes. Again. <laughs> The last post is a Something Else in Bugle podcast production. I am Alice Fraser. The executive producer is Christopher D Skinner and we will talk to you tomorrow.